Hello everyone, Jenny Camille here, and I just wanted to hop on real quick before the normal introduction to let you know that this is a little delayed. Um, a lot of it centers around my birthday time and Halloween, and so I just wanted to give you a heads up that I've had a lot of trepidation and kind of nervousness with putting this out. It's a lot. It's a lot of stuff that's come out in therapy and a lot of... Um, a lot of good stuff that I did want to share, but I just have been nervous about it. So, um, yeah, that's where it's at. <laughs> so that's the reason why a lot of the, the stuff at the beginning talks about my birthday and all of that. But um, the second half was done more recent, and so it'll make more sense then. But just wanted to let you know before we get into it. Thank you so much. And here we go. This is the Heavy Boots Podcast, the place to feel all your feelings. Today is a special edition. It is unpacking some of those heavy bits from those boots. I am turning 43 on October 31st, and I want to let go of some things once and for all. So let's get into it. Welcome to Heavy Boots. Jenny Camille here. Hope all is well in your world. Today we're going to be just talking about what I've been carrying. So it's going to be a little bit heavy. Just wanted to give some warnings on that. There may be some triggers in here. Um, I had a therapy session today and just to be real with you, I've been wanting to get this stuff out into the world for quite a long time. I've been carrying a lot of demons and, you know, just a lot of blame and shame that's not always mine. And I don't know, I was chickening out. I wrote this all out and I was going to do a podcast and say it all. And then I was going to go and take this, uh, wrap it up and put it into a bottle and throw it in the ocean and just release it, be done with it. And then I was chickening out. I was like, ugh, it's a, it's a hard pill to swallow. It's a lot. And it makes me come face to face with stuff. But I had therapy this morning and it was all bubbled up. Like it all came up to the surface and we weren't going to talk about any of it. And so I didn't address it and it just came up. So what that told me was just hop on here and just do it. Do the hard thing. And the reason I want to say it all is because my brother always talks about the light. And I'm always dealing with light, too. I love light. Um, you know, always have hope and look for the light. But my brother, his thing is when you shine light on something, that it can't live in the shadows anymore. And when things live in the shadows, that's where shame comes in and that's where it gets dark and where it can get ugly and you can feel 
hopeless, you know, and it just lives there and festers and grows and it gets dark. So I don't want that anymore. And it's been happening for 20 plus years, you know, and even more. There's things that I hold on to and think about and really pain me that um, I don't need to hold on to anymore. That was the people that did the things too. They, they were different versions of themselves than they are now, you know? So like we're all grown and um, yeah, I, I, I just want to release some of this baggage, release some of the stuff so that I can move through life a little bit less heavy, you know? Um, and that's the thing is I always, you know, discredit my sensitivity and I call myself weak or this or that. And it's not my narrative. It's, it's stuff that's been said throughout my childhood, throughout my adulthood that isn't valid. And I think the more you shine the light on the, you know, invalid pieces, they go away and you can grab on to what's real and the sensitivity is my gift because sensitivity you know though it's hard at times and though there are ways i have to navigate and and things i need to work on it's it's a really great thing to be able to be feeling and to see things in the world and feel you know, and to allow for that, um, it's not a bad thing and it creates a lot of good things. But when you're told that, you know, you cry too much or, you know, you're playing a victim or whatever, there's these little things that just get put into your head that you, you're awful and that, you know, when you're young enough to hear these things, you don't have the foundation built to withstand that. You know, that just gets put in as part of your brick and mortar. I just thought of that. That's kind of funny. It is true. You're building yourself up when you're a kid to an adult. You're building up who you are. And if someone throws you a brick that says you're worthless, it gets put in there. Especially by, you know, a builder that you respect. (laughs) But by someone you respect or, you know... Um, care about that those messages just get folded into your foundation and so honestly you have to excavate and rebuild and so that's kind of where this is going is I was writing myself you know when I was a little girl I was thinking of myself as new you know and what would I want her to know and it was a really good exercise it was very very difficult But I just started writing what I hoped for her. And it was very personal, though. It was all the things that I'd gone through that I wish wouldn't have, you know, that I wish I wouldn't have gone through. But honestly, I'm glad that I did. You know, some of this stuff is hard and it's icky, but I wouldn't have my, what am I trying to say? I wouldn't have my spidey senses, you know, my, my knowing what's good or bad without no, you know, having gone through what was bad. So, you know, and there's some bad choices I've made. There's some people I trusted that 
ended up really hurting me. And I always blame myself because if I would have just seen the signs or if I would or whatever, and today my therapist was so kind and she said, you didn't know when you were 19 or 20, um, not to trust. You had to go through that to now learn that you have to be more selective about who you trust, you know? And so you just operate by what information you have at the time. And that's really been helpful today. I had some big tears. I had to record this like 50 times. Um, But what I plan on doing is just reading you the exercise. It's kind of, it came out in a poem basically, because that's how all my stuff comes out. But it's just like, you know, I hope, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's very deep. It's, it gets kind of hard in some moments. Um, so I just want to make sure everybody is prepared. It's a heavy bit, but hopefully not not horribly heavy. Um, you know, it, it it's life, you know, and life is heavy and... I think heavy boots is such a great a great thing because I don't know, it's been really helpful for me to have this podcast and to come on and share bits, but I've never shared all of this and I think by doing so I can lighten up some of that and kind of move through the world better cuz I've been kind of stuck and a lot of things that you go through re-trigger other things or, or like today I started talking about stuff that I've never told anybody, like anybody, my mom knows, but that's it. Like I haven't told anybody this stuff, none of my therapists, anybody, cause it's shame. It's, it's hard. Um, and I don't want it to live there anymore. I don't want it to fester. I want it to be out and open and to move on. So I'm going to read it and then I'm going to put it in a bottle. And this weekend, I'm going to go on a trip for my birthday. I'm going to a concert. So I'm recording this on Thursday, October 26th, I think. Yeah. Because I had therapy today and I want to just keep in this... this um vein of, you know, sharing the hard bits. I'm open right now. And so I was like, just hop on here and read the stuff that you wrote. And then I'm going to take it with me and get it into a bottle and throw it in the ocean. Hopefully a bottle that, you know, won't harm the environment Um, (laughs) or something. I'm going to do something, maybe bury it in the sand. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I want to do something symbolic and dramatic because, That's another thing I've always been labeled and, um, whatever I have, I have feelings and (laughs) I share them. Um, I think we're all, we all get dramatic about certain things, you know, like whatever's passionate for you, then you put a lot into it. And so that's all I'm doing. But anyways, and then I'm going to, I'm just doing an overnight trip to LA. I get to see my brother, which I'm so excited about. Um, I'm almost... I'm also nervous because I haven't seen him since pre-pandemic and I've gained so much weight. Ugh, I know, a broken record here, but um, that was another topic in therapy today and it's nothing, 
that I actually feel about myself. There's nothing wrong with me in my weight. I want to be healthier and I'll move towards that. But like, there's just so many things that are built up in my mind that aren't me. And so I just got to untangle that. And so that, you know, that's part of this exercise. But um, my brother loves me. He doesn't care what I look like. And I know it's going to be amazing to see him. And so I get emotional about it because he doesn't care. You know, he's just like, it's not him saying anything. It's like, he's Mr. Gorgeous fitness guy who is so good, you know, epitome of health. Like if you look at him, he's like, he's just gorgeous. And so I compare and that's my problem. And, you know, that's why I'm going to still go see my brother and not feel bad. You know, I'm going to feel so good to see his face and his smile and hug him. So anyways, that's a very exciting birthday present. And then um, when I get back here, I'm going to have a couple days before my actual birthday. And I'll come back on here and I'll tell you how it felt to let this go. Um, yeah, and we'll kind of recap the weekend and and I'll post this on my birthday. So that's kind of how this is going to go. So thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. And just know this is a lot of hard bits and it's just what I know to be my truth. So I um, don't ever discount anyone else's truths, perspectives. Um, I'm just coming from mine. And that's what I, I hope is that everyone will just respect that this is what I know my truth to be, what I've been through. And I'm allowed it. <laughs> you know, there's been so many times... I have discounted my truth and I'm done. So here it is. I hope you never have to realize that they're not being funny when they are babysitting you and then ask you for money. I hope you are never told you are incapable when you are eight years old and want to figure out the tip at a restaurant table. I hope no one tries to break your innocence by kissing you when they are 15 and you are just a little kid. I hope you do not just go along when you know that something feels kind of wrong. I hope you can be less of a chameleon fitting in and that hurtful words don't burrow in your skin. I hope it doesn't feel like you have to choose between your father and your mother when one day they stop choosing each other. I hope you have the sense not to hand over the keys when asked, can't I just drive across the street? I hope you do not obsess over unreciprocated love. You deserve someone who thinks that you are enough. I hope you say no over and over and over again instead of giving up and giving in. I hope that if you really like a boy younger than you, you will listen to your heart, not to what others tell you to do. I hope your privacy is respected and no one opens your mail and uses you as an example of how to fail. I hope you find and cherish your real first love affair. For me, that redheaded boy still shows up in bits and pieces everywhere. And when you fall deep again, I hope you do not lose yourself in him. Let him go when he leaves instead of making yourself sick. 
I hope that you know and love being charismatic is not all there is to it. I hope you know that mistakes are not just yours to make. That those who act like they have never made any are being fake. May you not be groomed by letters with a carrot dangling of maybe we could be together. Even if he is respected, older, and seemingly has the upper hand, I hope you do not sacrifice your comfort for any man. I hope that when you try to bring bits of it all to light, they do not chuckle at the notion he even had you in his sights. I hope you are never made to feel out of anyone's league. I hope the burden of his mind games does not take your heart off your sleeve. I hope you do not lose sleep over blame that is not yours. When you know better, you do better. Sometimes you just choose the wrong door. I hope you have the nerve to confront the ache of a lifelong bond that you never thought would break. I hope you do not take it to heart when they reference the real cousins. Even though you have known them since you were just a bun in the oven. I hope you fight for the friendships that matter to you, realizing that there can be two perspectives and two truths. I hope you are not judgmental when a friend makes a choice you do not agree with. I hope you can be supportive and instead of running, lean in. May you deal with emotions before they take you down and accept that some lost things cannot be found. I hope you do not stoop to their level when they start an email war. Be the bigger person. You do not always have to settle the score. I hope you stop believing the critical outside voices. Sometimes they just are not reliable sources. May you light a fire within that nobody else can dim. These pains that surface in therapy, tied up inside my memory, you think you let things go, and instead, some just steal your glow. The things you have done, the things done to you, hard to overcome the shame of sometimes tying yourself to blame. That is not all yours. Bad things just occur. Seemingly angelic light can turn out to be glare, blocking some of your sight so you don't see all the red flags there. I have hurt others, and I find it hard to forgive myself. I have been hurt, and still I do not let it lie with someone else. If I wasn't so eager, or if I was smarter, I would have seen. If I was less meager, or if I could have just kept some cards up my sleeve. These are the things that I say to myself. To protect the blame from being on anybody else. But my sensitivity is something to be grateful for. I will not see it as a burden anymore. Time to treat myself more fairly. Way too much in these heavy boots to carry. For my 43rd birthday, my present to me is to acknowledge all these past things, accept how everything came to be, and then allow my slate to be wiped clean. Reading it now just... All summed up like that, it doesn't seem like that much. 
There are a few tears here and there, but I think I'm ready to let it go. I don't think it's so big that I can't let it go. So, yeah. Um, I've been feeling very um, sad, just to be honest. I've been feeling a lot of memories come up, a lot of... um, bad dreams, a lot of flashes of, of things that I allowed and did, um, that I wasn't comfortable with. And, you know, that I didn't say no to as loudly as I should have. And I figured out too, that I think I may have alluded to this a little bit in the past that a lot of my weight problems is because I'm protecting myself. Um, you know, the person that I used to be that, that got the attention that gave me trauma, uh, with men, um, I want to cover that person up. And so that's something else I, I came to find in therapy today is that when you just start spouting out stuff, it all connects, the dots connect. And um, and it's just crazy because I'm in a great relationship. You know, I have a really supportive person and I want to be the best person for him. And there's so much that is, um, you know, like hurdles within me that don't allow for my best self and I need to work on that more. Um, I just was asking my therapist about, you know, why this could resurface and cause me so much pain when I feel like I've healed up a lot, you know, especially I'm in a good relationship and, and she just said it, there's no timeline to any of these things. And like, if you didn't, I didn't talk about it with anyone. I mean, really. And there's more than one thing. (laughs) Unfortunately, there's a few things. Um, You know, when I went to prom, I made a bad choice with, I mean, I hate to say it, but it was the wrong choice. I, I didn't go with my friends. Instead, I went with this guy and then he tried to take advantage of me, you know? And I felt like that was karma because I, I, I didn't do right, right by my friends, you know? And so I deserved what I got and it was not fun and it was horrible and I didn't deserve what I got. You know what I mean? It just, that's just not, not what, um, yeah. And then, you know, Later in life, there was just so many things where I was just trying to feel good enough. And that's the stem of it all is like my unworthiness and not feeling good enough is is a big piece that keeps coming back. And, you know, I chose people. Um, luckily, and I know this is... <sighs> My very first love affair (laughs) was a very good experience, you know, of course, never fun to break up. And I honestly, though, 
with that certain relationship, all I see are the good things. And so to me, that's, it just didn't work out and that's fine. Like it's, I, I, I loved what we had and what, you know, the moments and everything, all those memories, um, are with me and in a really good light. And I think that's why he always comes up because it's just easier to talk about because it's a good thing. That was a good experience. And so it's just a bummer to me that I didn't realize, you know, when you're so young, you don't realize, well, that's how it should look. You know what I mean? Like, because honestly, I felt respected and, um, you know, it was just a different tangible thing to that. And it was mostly good memories. And so, I mean, honestly, I can't, the bad, (laughs) the bad stuff is gone now, you know, like I can't even, I don't know. I'd probably read my diary and I could go back, but who wants to do that? Like, yeah. Hello, crows. There's crows crowing. Sorry about the noise. But anyways, all I'm just trying to say is that I like don't want to slump everything together because that particular relationship was a great, great one. And it was a good starter. And then for some reason I went backwards, you know, I just went backwards into trying to find people that just would tell me I'm enough. And then I kept finding people that, um, would either pretend or just, I don't know. There was always something I was lacking, um, Yeah, because if you don't want to spend your time with someone, I don't know. Anyways, too much hypothetical crap, but basically it's just um, a lot of seeking approval, you know, and doing things. I had a really fun relationship when I moved up here to where I am at now, and then I found out that the guy was married. And that's taking me, I'm still not over that really. Like we had so much fun. It was just fun. It wasn't like, I don't know, but there's no freaking way that I would ever be with someone who's married. You know who I am. Um, most of you. (laughs) And so that was fun call to get. She called me when I was at Walmart, um, working and told me that he was married and that's not what I was told. So, you know, so you just, you have to go with what you know is true. And that's not what I knew. And as soon as I knew the truth, that was done, you know? And so it's just those types of things. And it's really hard to say that out loud. Cause you're like, people are going to think I'm a horrible home wrecker and Oh my God, what did she do? And it's like, there's two people to every story and I didn't get half of the story. And as soon as the story was made known to me, I was out of there, you know? And then there's other stories where, you know, I don't know, just felt like I was groomed by someone else who I admired and respected and was older than me. And, um, as soon as you start, unraveling like as soon as the years pass by and you start getting pieces of what the real story was and then they're like yeah I just um I cringe a lot (laughs) 
I cringe a lot. And the things that you do to make someone like you, you know, and I, I just have to be honest about it. I did a lot of things that I wouldn't have done if I was listening completely to my gut. And, you know, some people will, will say that, well, you consented, you're an old enough adult and you consented. And that's completely true. But I also feel that in the heat of things, you know, pressure can happen or whatever. And I know how that sounds. There's so many people that would be like, oh, well, you just regret it now, whatever. And it's, and I don't want to go too much into it, but it's just, um, the wording and the way and, uh, there are things that are very gray and people want it all black and white and that's fine. But my truth is that it was a very long period of thinking that something was not what it was. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so there's just a lot of little things, you know, and then being taken in a car 30 miles from where they said they were going to take you and you're scared off of your, out of your mind. You don't know what's going on, you know, and then having someone try and do things to you. Um, and it was a friend, a friend of a friend and they set you up on this date and you go because you're trying to get over all this other stuff and it's no good. <laughs> it's just, even worse, like so scary. And you make it out of there and then you lie to your family because you don't want them to go and punish that person, even though they deserved it. That was a hard one too. Cause that was really shortly after all this stuff. And, you know, it's just like, um, it's just little choices you make to, to not have conflict when inside you're dying. <laughs> so I want to be done with that. I want to be done with not respecting myself, with the dying inside, with the bottling it up. These are all things that happened to me. And, you know, when you bring them up, some people, you know, just don't want to believe stuff about other people. And that's fine, but it's the truth. And the hardest thing too is when you're hurting from something and you try and share a little bit about it. And then not only do they, I mean, you can't even get into the meat of everything because as soon as you start talking about this person, they just can't believe that you're in the same league, that he would ever look at you, that he would ever want to be with you. What? Okay. And it's like, okay, well, if you're not going to believe that, then you sure as hell aren't going to believe what I'm about to say. You know what I mean? So you just don't say anything. And that's tough, man, to carry all that and then try and avoid um, seeing the person again and trying to make it all, you know, it's so hard. And, and then you know, seeing them again and conversing and trying to be fine when you just go home and cry. It's just, um, it's just the truth of life. <laughs> but 
there's balance. There's always balance. And so what I'm trying to get to is that balance. I haven't had balance. And that's what I want to do is to get more to a place of realizing all the good bits. And so, you know, there's good stuff out there that I have experienced and now have. And I just want to be able to let all this go so that I can, you know, be the best person that I am, that I can be. I'm not yet, but I mean, you know, grow towards a better person and not shame myself for all these things that weren't all my fault. So I hope this helps. Like all I'm trying to do is to share so you can see, like if you have to carry stuff like this, it's better to, to unpack it, you know, and to put it in the light, to not shame yourself and just to know that other people are carrying stuff like this, like, not that you want them to, but just so you know you're not alone if you do and you don't have to share. <laughs> like, that's the other thing. If you're not ready to share, don't share. If you don't ever want to share, don't share. It's not like, like, oh, do this because I did it. It's just, um, this is what I felt like I needed to do because it's so much stuff that makes me sick at night and... I don't want it to own me anymore because it's not theirs. It's me. I'm not a piece of meat. I'm a person and I deserved better and I'm going to demand that for myself from now on because when you know better, you do better. So here's to letting go of some of that pain. I know it won't instantly go away, but... I'm going to drop this into the ocean or bury it in the sand uh, and let it fly away. And um, we shall see what this next year holds. A lot more intention of self-respect <laughs> and self-consideration. I realized today that the word respect has a lot to do with outside things. So like merit or like, I can't remember. I read the definition. My, my therapist, she was like, what's the definition of respect? Do you have your phone? And I was like, okay. So I, uh, looked it up. Let me see. And it said a feeling of deep admiration for someone or something elicited by their abilities, qualities, or achievements. And so I've been thinking that I want to respect myself more and blah, blah, blah. And honestly, elicited by their abilities, qualities, or achievements, to me, that's outside stuff, you know? And I just want to be considered and worthy just as I am without having to earn respect. Look what I did for you. Look what, you know, and because for me, when I think of the word respect, I just think of giving it to everyone until I am given a reason not to, you know what I mean? Like, and it takes a lot to, to kill respect for me. Um, I think that everyone, but and that's what I'm trying to come to grips with is in my thinking of respect to something different, because for me, it's just like a blanket acknowledgement that you're human and that, you know, I'm going to respect your boundaries, your, yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say. 
But you know what I mean? It's just like, to me, respect is just like this layer of goodness, just that like allowing you to be who you are, you know? And so now I'm thinking that might just be considerate. Like, I don't know, because the abilities, qualities, or achievements Anything outside of myself, that's not what I'm looking at for respect. I want to respect myself at the most primal level, like as just being a human. I just want to be okay with my worthiness of love and I don't need to earn it. I don't think any of us need to earn it. I don't know. I think that that's where we get all caught up in this man-made world of like, if you don't do this, that, and the other, then you're not worthy. And it's like, the stars aligned to drop a star from the the sky into your mother's belly and create you. So you're worthy as soon as you come out. <laughs> and we're worthy when we're little kids, like... Everyone is just so concerned about our well-being. And then as soon as we grow up, it's like, oh, well, now you have choice, so you suck. And it's like, no. So anyways, I just think I need to start considering myself more. I think respecting, I don't know. I just need to, you know, consider what all this stuff in my head is doing to myself (laughs) because we can just let it sit back there and fester and come up now and then. But like to, to all this therapy for the last year, all this work, it's really come to a place of excavation, you know, because there are bricks in my foundation that are making my building unstable. And a lot of the time, all this seems super selfish and super self-centered and like I'm missing life because I'm so focused on all of this. And the thing is, is I'm not because it is what it is. And so I cannot sit and feel bad for what I need to do for myself in these moments. And yeah, life passes you by and what have you, but there's some reason that I'm enlightened to do so. And so I have to follow the path and then I have to follow the cues of my body because that is what I think is the saddest part is that all of my life I have not listened to the cues of my body. I have not listened to my gut telling me when I'm, you know, in harm's way or, you know, speak up (laughs) or just leave or whatever. The things that I really have wanted to do in certain instances, I have allowed, you know, myself to squash out my own voice, to squash out those red flags, squash out that in hopes of being liked. And that's really what it comes down to. And it's so excruciating to say that out loud because it sounds so simple and stupid. You just want to be liked? How dumb. And you let that happen to you? Those are the things that go on in my head. And so that's what I'm working on. 
But yes, <laughs> from a young age, I had to make everything okay. Or I felt like I did. I felt like I had to check on the family, you know, because there were things. There was hard times and lots of fighting and lots of stuff. And when you're a little kid, you just want to make everything okay. And then sometimes what that meant is just for me to go in my room and hide away so that it'd be okay. So anyways, sorry, so light. <laughs> heavy stuff, heavy stuff, but I'm just I'm just un- untangling, unraveling why I am who I am, you know, with the help of some great therapists and as you do that, it's hard and it hurts. And that's why a lot of people don't do it, you know? And it's okay. Like, I totally get it. Like, if I if I hadn't started this, I probably wouldn't, knowing what I know now. Like, to be honest with you, because it hurts more than, than it helps sometimes. But it helps. It does help. And once you start down this path, you have to kind of keep going because if you don't unravel it all the way you just kind of get stuck in that hurt place because I've done that too where I've done therapy and then I stop and then you're just sitting with all those open wounds you know just staring at them so for me now the only way out is through and that's what I'm doing so I don't know I hope this helps I hope it um isn't just cathartic for me. I hope it's cathartic for others. I hope that it gives you a voice if you want one, you know. Um, and I hope it just encourages you to be kind to yourself. I think that's the biggest thing I've learned is that I'm really awful to myself. Horrible to myself. For a host of reasons. And there's many that is undeserving. I shouldn't be that way to myself. So I'm, I'm taking out the bricks, those bricks, those mean bricks in my foundation. I just got laid there on accident. I'm getting them gone and I have to rebuild. And so it's just taking a lot longer than I expected. And cause there's always, you know, two steps forward, one step back. So, you know, just know that whatever you choose to do, <laughs> It comes and and goes, ebbs and flows. So it's never a, just a steady progression upward. You fall back down, you have to push back up, and it's worth it. So, all right. So I will be back. We're going to have a break here. Maybe I'll add some music. Have a little uh, a break, music break. Maybe meditate. Hey, let's do that. Just like a two-minute meditation to some pretty music. I'm going to put the whole track in the middle. I love this track. And um, just think about how amazing you are. Like list all your attributes, all your, all your amazingness, please. Listen to the music. Listen and just make a list in your mind of everything that is good about you, please. And hold it there because there's no one like you and you are amazing. All right. 
So we're going to take a break. And then when I come back, it'll be next week. And I'll tell you about my weekend. Now go love yourself. Okay. Love you. I hope you enjoyed that meditation. I hope that you feel rejuvenated and just feel more like yourself. That's the thing that I've been working on a lot lately is just understanding that I'm valid. And I know when I say that people think I'm crazy because, you know, we do a lot of things on social media and a lot of things in life where it seems like we are putting our voice out there. So we must think we're valid and that people are going to want to hear it. But I don't, you know, I, I have a lot of struggles with feeling worthy or feeling like my story is even valid or that it matters. There's been a lot of gaslighting in my past that I didn't even recognize until you start putting the pieces together in therapy. And you know, that's the one thing that you want to make sure you don't do is gaslight yourself, you know, like what can happen is that the the stories that get told over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, 
can wipe away your story and what you remember and how you felt. And, you know, a lot of the time it's no fault to anyone else. It's just that they're the latter voice. And so you start to question everything that you remember and everything that you went through. And so that's why I just encourage you to love yourself and to like really love all the pieces of your story um, and own it and and don't let someone tell you that you're wrong, you know? And the thing about it is, is you don't have to tell them they're wrong either. I think that that's the other part that is so important is that we're all right, you know? Um, but the only... You know, the only um, trepidation I have in that is that you don't let them be so right that you're wrong. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying is we're all, we all have our perspectives. We all saw it a certain way. We all were dealing in our own pain and our own, our own stuff. And so just because someone else sees it different doesn't mean you're wrong. And that's what I do a lot of the time is that I take someone else's you know, truth, and I slap it over mine, and then I I discount everything that I felt. And so then there's a lot of stuff that gets buried and a lot of stuff that gets hard. And um, that's what therapy is helping me with, you know, like excavating all of this. And like, like I said before, creating a new foundation to build the life that I want, you know, and to build the life that I know, like, there's just so much that I've allowed to be silenced or shameful or, you know, make myself feel bad about that I didn't always need to take that responsibility. I didn't, I didn't do anything wrong a lot of the time. And I mean, most of us, if you're trying to be a good person, you're not doing anything wrong. And that's somewhere to get to as well. It's like, yeah, there's mistakes that we make and there's hurting people that you don't want to hurt. But in the long run, if you wake up every morning and from this point on in your life, you're trying to be a good person, even if you did something horrible back 20 years ago, there's redemption. There's turning over a new leaf. There's all these sayings that we have, but a lot of humans will tell you that they believe in that, but then they'll go and judge you for something you did 20 years ago, you know, or forget that they've done the same thing. And that's where I get really sad is like the finger pointing and the judgments. Um, You know, I've been having a lot of conversations lately. There's a lot of stuff going on family wise. And it's just I always feel reactive, you know, because if you really think about, or I should say, when I really think about what we, we like to do as a family, what we like to, to, you know, settle into is playing games or talking about upcoming plans or planning stuff or, you know, talking about music and, and movies and, TV shows, you know, it's like we talk about life. Um, and a lot of the conversations for the last couple of years have been about people. Um, and I was feeling very hypocritical on that because it's like, oh, we're talking about other people. And then I, I started to examine that and it's very reactive. It's 
it's because other people have been really hard on us. <laughs> you know, and I say I don't want to go into it all, but it's just collectively there's been a lot of judgment. And um yeah, and 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 when you put up a boundary, that happens a lot too when you when you set a boundary and you say I'm not going to be treated in a certain way or I'm not going to let someone you know, do this, that, and the other, they think it's a character assassination when you're just actually saying what you need. And so, you know, there's a lot of words that can come back at you that make you feel like you're being a villain. You're the one that's creating all the hostility and everything. But the biggest thing is when you're pinpointing people's actions and you're not claiming that they're anything but themselves. You're not claiming that they're, you know, these horrible words um, that have been thrown around like loser, uh, alcoholic, uh, you know, drama person, instigator. I don't know. There's so many hateful words that, that get labeled to certain members, you know, of my family and myself. And we don't label anybody. We're not like when we sit down to 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 have discussions or to talk it's like just about life and not about people and we have been talking about people more lately and that's why I investigate cuz I'm like I don't like these conversations they make me feel icky and it was reactive it's it's you know you start to think about all the things that other people have done because they're pointing out all the things that you've done and I don't like it. I don't like it at all because we're right here in this moment. And, you know, some of the stuff that I just bared my soul about are things that really hurt me. And that's why I want to let them go. Um, and that's what I think is the problem in a lot of relationships is that you say you're going to start over. And then, you know, two years later, there's a conversation where you're telling me how crappy I am, you know? And I don't think that anyone is warranted to tell you how crappy you are (laughs) because we're not crappy. We're doing the best we can. And yeah, and I just feel like there's new standards that I'm developing and there's just new ways to, to be with people that have said really horrible things. And that's the other thing is the cleanup, you know? There's not an apology. There's not a even acknowledging. And then we're just all supposed to get together. You know? It doesn't work. There's no accountability or responsibility on one end, but then I'm supposed to have all of it on this end. You know, or with other family members that, that feel that they have to have all the accountability and responsibility. And yet, if they say their needs, then they're wrong. And that's just not right. And I'm, I'm growing older. I'm growing tired. <laughs> I'm growing really tired. Like, I, I talk about this a lot. I'm really tired because I, I am empathic. And so I'm always looking in the room to see who needs the energy. And I'm just not getting enough of it back, you know? Like just not. There's certain ones that just fuel and don't take. 
And that's what I try and be. And unfortunately, I haven't surrounded myself with enough of those. Um, Luckily, I got to go visit a friend recently. And it was just, I came back with my batteries charged. And I felt like Marilyn Monroe. Like, I felt so beautiful. They were so kind and, um, you know, complimentary. And like, I don't, I don't need compliments or what have you, but it was nice. It was, I don't know. I just came back feeling really beautiful, feeling really strong. And, you know, and then the the balloon gets a little deflated, you know, when other people will say this or that. And that's the thing is I don't want my balloon to be deflated by anyone (laughs) for any reason. Like I need to have a full balloon on my own. And, um, Yeah, so that's what this is about. It's about like just starting fresh in a way that I can actually let all that go. You know, like I I do have those things that you kind of hold these there, you know, these hurts (laughs) Um, and you don't realize you're doing it, but they can really become little hurdles and, and you can't get running fast down your path if you have a bunch of hurdles, you know, and a bunch of feelings of unworthiness. And most of these things, um, you know, people did when they were a different version of themselves. So it's not fair to hold them to that anymore. And the other thing is it's, it's hypocrisy. It's hypocrisy. It's, um, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to be you know, one of these people that I'm talking about that have really hurt my feelings because I'm holding on to all this stuff, you know, because um, they, they, you know, they've held on to a bunch of stuff that they throw back as ammunition. And it's, it's just not, um, it's not a good relationship or a good, I just don't think it's a good human to hold on to all the judgmental things about someone. And, I feel like I have so much stored from hurts because I'm just a, you know, a heavy boots person and I just lock it away and I'm like, ouch, that hurt. And, you know, I think that I don't want to have heavy boots anymore, really. Like I want to, I want to have room to put other stuff that is really important, you know, and, and hold on to it and, you know, walk through it and, you know, I don't want to talk about it, but there's going to be some heavy times probably soon with family members, you know, hopefully not soon, but passing away and um, there's just a lot I'm going to have to carry, you know what I mean? And, and, and I see, you know, things getting a little darker um, and I want to be so full of light so I can handle it, you know what I mean? So that's kind of where where I'm at and what I was thinking of when I wanted to just bare my soul. <laughs> just tell you everything that I've had, you know, kept <laughs> attached to me that really hurt and I just don't want it anymore. It doesn't do any service to me. Um, it doesn't erase the experience and my knowledge of what I, you know, need to navigate the world and to be safe and keep myself safe. And I've actually learned a lot through it all. 
that I want to hold on to. And so I do feel you can let go. You know how they say forgive and forget. I think it's easier to forget than it is to forgive. And my, you know, my thing with the forgiving part is I'm trying to remember that those people aren't who they are now. And, you know, whoever really hurt me, I'm just going to try and believe that they didn't mean to or that they were just a younger version without the wise, you know, wisdom of getting older. So it's hard, though. The forgiving part to me is going to be a little harder um, because now that you go through it and you kind of take stock, you kind of get mad. I've had a lot of anger lately, a lot of anger, and... My therapist says that's just part of the stages, you know? You just go through them. So I'm just going through it, you guys. I'm just doing all the work. And I used to have shame in that too. Like, like not shame, but like feel weird because I go to therapy so much and I do all these classes. And I just need to start owning everything that matters to me. And I think... You know, by letting go, forgetting these pains, you know, and not holding them and and letting them hurt me and slice me (laughs) each time I thought of them, you know, because like there's like everything that I read to you, it it gives me a little pit in my throat and I don't want that anymore. I don't want to cry at those things because they're they're done. Uh, They've taught me a lot. And I'm not who that person is, was, you know, I am better for it, although that's hard to say, but I, I mean, we go through stuff for reasons, and so I'm better for it, and I, I want to forget, and I'm going to work on forgiving, you know, most of it I can forgive, it's just when the patterns repeat, so if there's people, there's some people that luckily I don't have to deal with or see because it's too, I mean, that would be excruciating for me. Thank gosh. Um, but there's some people that, you know, I do want a relationship with and I do want to repair stuff. Um, you know, some are going to take longer than others. There's stuff that comes up in therapy where it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get, you know, on a better path with this person. And I'm going to work on that relationship and then I go to therapy and it's like, oh, I'm so angry about this, that and the other, you know, and so you take a step back, but it's okay. That's just what it is. And if everyone else is allowed to go through their journey and to do whatever they need to do to feel healthy, why can't I? Why can't I? And that's the biggest part that I want. I wish everyone could know (laughs) because It's such a struggle for me to feel okay with doing what I need. Like, it really is a struggle. Like, I might do the thing. You might see me and I am doing it and I look so happy and everything's great. When you lie to bed at night, lie down to bed at night, you know, it doesn't always look that pretty. You feel guilty or you're like... I don't know, a million different thoughts rolling in your head that make you feel shameful or selfish or what have you. And so 
really truly understanding that what you want, need, basically what you need is valid, is so important, you know? So you could just lay down at night and go, oh, you know, I just would love... Like last night was the first night I've had sleep in a long time. I went to bed at eight and I didn't wake up until like six. And that was glorious. Like, you know, to have a night's sleep. And there's just a lot that weighs on me. Um, you know, just my choices and, you know, not talking to certain people and all that. It hurts. Like it looks so easy, I'm sure, from the outside, but it, it's not easy. It's me trying to figure out how do I survive that next conversation. Wow, that tripped me out. I hadn't really thought about that. But it's literally, there's certain people that when I talk to them, I just cry for hours after I get off the phone, you know? And so it's like, how do I survive the next <laughs> interaction, you know? It's hard stuff. Um, and it's just like, like I said before, accountability and responsibility, like it's hard when other people are so set on in their stories, you know, and they won't acknowledge Like that's literally if there's just certain people, if they would just say, I respect your perspective and I allow for your story I mean, that would go 10 million miles. Like, I would be finally, and I mean, I don't know. I think I would be better because it's just a valid, feeling valid thing, you know, feeling worthy, feeling like what I went through matters because everyone else has had such a, not easy go of it, but like accepted that that's what their story is. And, you know, and then it's, so that's what makes it like, well, is, am I seeing things different? Like, am I, what's wrong with me? You know, there's nothing wrong with me. What I saw and what I felt and what is real to me is real to me. And that's what I've allowed for everyone else to have. Everyone else's reality, I respect and I'll never take it away from anybody, ever. And that's just what I want, you know, for myself. And that's the thing is I don't need to search all the time outside myself. It needs to come from within and then let it go. Like, you know, so anyways, that was kind of a ramble. But, but basically, that's just what I wanted to do was just to let go of these things. And I never got to the beach to bury it in the sand. I never got to put it in a bottle and put it out in the ocean. What I did with this paper is I burned it. Um, and I just, you know, as I watched it in the flames, I just, I thought of this song and I don't know, my, I have a lot of sinus stuff going on. I don't know if I should sing it, but it's a Martina McBride song and it's uh, Ashes. And it says, I'll just say it for you because I swear my, I can't sing right now, but it's my right hand holds matches. My left holds my past. I hope the wind catches and burns it down fast. I mean... 
That's pretty much all you need to hear. But I, at the end of this, I was going to read the whole song. It's just such a good visual of, you know, burning down the past because I think the past can really hold you down if you're looking at it for anything other than wisdom. If you're holding on to those pains, um, yeah, it just keeps you stuck. And only you can figure that out for yourself. Like, I know I've had so many people tell me, just let it go, just whatever, you know. But it's funny because the same people that say those things, you know, they'll they'll bring up stuff from the past a few years later. And you're like, hello. So, it's we're all hypocrites. We all have stuff where it's just like we would love to be the same as our words, you know. We'd love our actions to be the same as our words. And that's what I'm striving for and that's what we all strive for. And there's no shame in that. It's just um you know, less judgment on people who you know, aren't where you're at, especially if you're older, wiser, if you've been through more. You got to let people go through it, you know, and and not be so angry that they're not just doing what you say because I mean it's like anything. You got to you got to be the one to go there. And it has to come organically and and also, you know, authentically and um wholeheartedly <laughs> because you know, Sometimes it is just words that the other person is saying, too, because they haven't done it themselves, you know? They just want you to be doing it. And it's like, well, have you done the work? Are you in therapy? (laughs) And to each their own. If you're not, that's fine. But just, I don't know. It's just the, the relationships could be so much better if there's no expectations of what the other person needs to do, you know? It's like, all I've ever wanted is to be listened to. And that's the thing that keeps coming up in therapy that's it's quite sad. It's, you know, there, I, I grew up in a household where I was kind of an outsider because I wasn't an athlete. And, but for eight years of my life, before my brother, you know, started playing basketball at two years old, um there was a lot of symmetry there was a lot of uh I felt included in like everything until I was 8 years old you know and then it slowly got taken away and like life was crazy there was other stuff but um I didn't need all the attention ever but I got none of it you know what I mean and you know, as it turns out, there's stories where people are trying to, to make sure and give me attention and all that, but it's, it's just what you feel. It's just, uh, you know, what you experience. And like, I went away a lot into my room and, and I did a lot of stuff by myself. And to be honest though, like, what if I hadn't done that? Who would I be? So, I don't my imagination, my love of arts and all of the music and movies and, you know, drawing and writing stories and all that. Where would that where would that have come from if I wasn't trying to entertain myself, you know? So it's another thing of like, got to let all this stuff go because 
I love who I am in those aspects, you know, in that respect. So, yeah. But it's funny because my brother and I are writing um, something together. And, yeah, it was just crazy to read each other's and kind of go through our paths a little. And, and I didn't realize how much of an outsider I felt um, and how much, like, I, I, <laughs> I even joined the basketball team to try and get some attention, you know, like, look, I can play basketball. And I hated it. I mean, yeah, it wasn't for me. <laughs> I'm just not an athlete. Like, and so it's funny to go back and like, you know, just realize that sometimes feeling like an outsider actually lets you have more compassion and I shouldn't say more. It gives you a little bit more time is all to like pay attention to other people and to see through any cracks in the foundations or see through, you know, there's a lot of observing time when you're, you know, watching the game instead of playing in it. There's just so much more time to observe. And so you kind of learn humanity a little different and, we need everybody. Like we need every single person to to be their roles and to you know, to even everything out. We can't have everybody be like the star athlete. Um and we need the star athletes so much because there's so much that they learn and can teach us. And that's the thing is like there's no better. There's like we're all amazing and we all serve a purpose and we all had what we had so that we could get to where we are and make a difference. And so, yeah, I think I said something like turn your pain into purpose, you know, and that's kind of what this is. Is like, we all have pain. We all suffer. We all cry. It's been a hard time. It's been really hard because there's been a couple things where I've seen people I love just, you know, kind of slowing down. (laughs) Uh, My friend's dad, I hadn't seen him in a long time. And, you know, he's, he's having a rough go. He's having a, a lot of health issues. And to see him different than what I know him as was really hard, you know, and that's just selfish, of course. But it was just a, a big wake up call, you know. And then my sweet grandmama, <laughs> she's just a little bit um, reclusive, you know, she won't go with us anywhere. And she's also, you know, forgetful of a little little things, you just notice a little difference, you know, she's healthy as heck, and she still crochets and but she's a little more irritable and, you know, just different. It's just life is slowing down and it's just hard. <laughs> it's just hard to get used to and like, I don't know. You know, you want to let people be where they're at. Like I said, you want to let people do what they need. And so like, especially with grandma, it's like she doesn't want to go anywhere with us anymore. And that's really hard on my mom. She won't stop asking her, you know, and I'm just like, she doesn't want to go. I don't want to bother her, but you know, I just put it on a calendar and and she usually declines, but 
it's easier than like being in her face. Come on, go with us, go with us, go with us, you know. So anyways, that's kind of off, but, but you know, that's painful sometimes, you know, to see people, uh, just change and we're all growing. It's like the Bonnie Raitt song. It's like my parents see me change and it's kind of hard on them. And it's the same, you know, back and forth. It's like you grow up and it's like, wow. <laughs> look back at the pictures and be like, wow, look at all this stuff. Like, honestly, I feel like I've lived like four lifetimes. Like when I go back and look, it's like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. So many things that we've done. And I'm so grateful. And I think that's the perfect place to, to end on is the theme of gratefulness. Um, I was looking at the sunset last night and I was feeling ungrateful because, you know, I have all these stresses and all these worries about so many different things, work, Christmas, Christmas always makes me stressed out. What are we going to get the kiddos? Am I, you know, just so many things and how are we going to, um, you know, come together with my mom and then, you know, if I don't go, <laughs> Other places I'm going to feel guilty, but it's also like just a mind maze of stuff, you know? And it was just getting to me and I went outside on the walk and I was just struck. I was just stopped in my tracks by this beautiful sunset. And then as I came home, there was an amazing moonscape going on with the clouds and stuff. It was nuts. I'm actually going to write a poem about it which will be posted shortly on uh, Simple Girl Inspired and Instagram and Facebook. But I'll go ahead and post it for you on a Heavy Boots uh, Instagram page too when I finish it. <laughs> because basically it was just one of those things where you're just like, what? what am I worried about? Like, what the heck is wrong with you, Jenny? Like, that's what I was thinking in my head. And then I had to do my therapy voice and be like, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just realizing you need to be more grateful. And it's the simple things, you know, the littlest things that mean so much. And like the sunset, the moon, you know, being able to feed these stray cats and just sit with them for a minute to walk Percy and take photographs of him because he's so darn cute. Um, yeah. There's just so much else that I could be focused on. And I'm human. We're all human. And so our hearts get tugged, man. Memories and, you know, we have invisible strings like Taylor Swift sings that just tie us to things, you know. Uh, that was just a three rhymer, huh? Invisible strings like she sings that tie us to things but it's true it's just these little strings that like sometimes I wish I could cut and that's what there's certain things that if it hurts more than it helps you should cut the string you know and that's what my goal is with this is like if it hurts more than it helps you don't need it anymore you learn the lesson and let it go because the stuff that helps is what you need to grow your garden you know 
a much more healthy life exist when you let go of those awful things that happen to yourself, you know? And we all got them. Different, you know, variations and... That's another thing, too, is don't compare your your struggles with anyone else's because somebody always has it worse. And, you know, then you can start to think, well, gosh, I should just be grateful. And it's like, no, you're allowed to to feel bad about what you went through. But you also got to, you know, figure out a way to keep going. And so... Yeah, don't compare. <laughs> Everybody has stuff. And uh, we just got to keep one foot in front of the other. Keep on going. But that's why I love Thanksgiving. Because all that you do is you eat. <laughs> yeah, there's my real true self coming out. No, but you, you know, you just get to make a recipe or two and share it and then you get to also be super grateful and express that gratitude and that's it like there's not any other stresses you know like maybe where to go like that was a little stressful this year but we made our choice and then we you know you just own it and you're sad you can't be with certain people but then we actually were able to go and and see one of them (laughs) on our way on a different trip you know like you just make things Work out so that you get the interactions that you were hoping for, even if it's not going to work, you know, to to get everywhere. Because you can't. It's so hard. Life is hard, but it's so good. And that's my gratitude. You know, I have such gratitude for being where I am right now, being able to podcast like this. I had therapy this morning and being able to have that. Uh, having a job that gives me purpose, having energy to, you know, feed the strays, go on some walks. You know, nothing is perfect, but life is good. (laughs) To be alive is good. And I thought at one point I wasn't going to be alive. Uh, A lot of this stuff, well, and I just realized I didn't really put anything in my my little list there about, you know, what has happened the last couple years, which I think because I've been in so much therapy addressing those two things, you know, the, the shooting and the car accident, I don't think of them the same way. Cause I've already kind of processed all that. Like a lot of what I was writing about was when I was young or younger and it was really, really hard, um, to go back retroactively, you know, and like process all that after, after it's fresh, because you're already mad, you've already hurt, you're already, you know, so because of the therapy during all the traumatic moments that are more recent, like those are processed more, they don't linger, they don't hurt, the only thing that comes up a lot is the sounds, you know, if there's a gunshot kind of sound out there, which there's so many weird sounds that freaks me out and I have panic attacks a lot, but, but it's getting better, you know, it's getting better. And so that's the thing is like, those two things kind of were like, so back to back 
and I just didn't have any, I felt so helpless. Like I, my brain was just trying to, you know, get the better of me. And so I didn't want to be on the earth. I didn't want to be here. You know, there's times I went to the cabinet to get pills and I'm so grateful I didn't do that. You know, I always, um, I always thought of the people that would be, you know, hurt by that, you know, and like, luckily that was what I had because, you know, I didn't go so far dark that I didn't think of those people. And like, suicide is nothing. I mean, I know there's a lot of thoughts on it. I don't want to get too dicey, but like, you know how hard that is? Like, I don't think it's an escape. Personally, I don't think, um, I don't think it's a weak thing. I don't think it's a strong thing. It's just a bad thing. It is still a bad thing, but it's just, a. It's not an easy thing. It's not like someone just goes, oh, I'm just, you know, you know, nobody knows where we go definitively when we die. And yeah, it's just a huge thing. And so to even have thought about it is a little shameful for me. And, you know, I work on that. But the whole point is getting back to how grateful I am to see a sunset like I did last night and maybe that's enough I mean it is enough the littlest things have kept me here and when the big things should have you know but they couldn't like I always feel so bad because like Paul is like my best friend and such a sweet person and so caring and talks to me about so many things and he's right here in my life and he couldn't even get me out of that state. You know what I mean? And like my mom or my brother or, you know, it's just like sometimes no matter how lovely the things people say, it just for whatever reason doesn't stick. It's like I'm working on that because I still, when people tell me compliments, it's hard. But like I said with my friend the other day, I came home on cloud nine, you know, and so that penetrated, that, that got me, that hit me. And so it's just about surrounding yourself with that good energy, you know, as often as possible and not being ashamed for your boundaries. And like, that's the thing that always trips me out is when people do things to you that they would never let you do to them let that sink in when they you know do things that you know they would never let you do at their house or you know it's just like how is it okay for you to just do whatever you want and then I would not be allowed the same thing you know and it's not even that you don't want to do what they would do it's not like tit for tat but it's just like It's just that acknowledgement that, like, you have boundaries and they're not acknowledging them. Like, that is just crazy. Like, you know, the word no from you means nothing. The word no from them is gold, you know. So just to be aware of that and, like, you know, sometimes it's 
it sucks because then you have to separate yourself, especially when you've tried and tried and tried. And then what are you going to, you know, it's just, and so I, I have something similar and it's hard because then you feel like you have to avoid because the words don't get listened to. So what else, what other option do you have? It's just hard. And, you know, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I, I mean, it's just, I'm just trying to end on the note of be good to yourself. <laughs> know that you're worth it. Know that your boundaries matter. Whatever you need is okay. Like totally okay. And if you can let go of some of the past, you know, it's freeing. It like really did free up some space. It's been super busy since then, which I think is good. I didn't have a lot of time to wallow in it, you know, and like, I don't know, but there's been a lot of tears. Like there's been a lot of stuff uh, that comes after letting go and you kind of realize why some stuff is currently going on. You know, you can, that invisible string, it attaches to something, a pattern or something that really, you know, was from a long time ago. And so it's been good to figure some of that out. And it's been awesome to move forward and to, yeah, just let this go. Just let it go. But yeah. So I think I'm going to uh, read you the rest of that song because it's so powerful. And and it's funny because once I made the title for this episode, Set Fire to the Pain, I was thinking of Adele, Set Fire to the Rain or whatever. And that's not why. It's so funny. I thought, oh my gosh, people are going to think I did it for her. But the song that inspired it is this one called Ashes by Martina McBride. My right hand holds matches, my left holds my past. I hope the wind catches and burns it down fast. I'm gonna step into the fire with my failures and my shame and wave goodbye to yesterday as I dance among the flames. So don't try to save me now. Let the walls of my world all burn down. Just stand back and wait till the smoke finally passes and I will rise from the ashes, from the ashes, from the ashes. For all that I'm losing, much more will I gain. The hard part is choosing to change what needs changed. My step will be much lighter with these demons off my chest. I'm born a better spirit as I lay the old to rest. So don't try to save me now. Let the walls of my world all burn down. Just stand back and wait till the smoke finally passes and I will rise from the ashes and I'll walk away stronger. I will be flying higher and truer than I've flown before. My right hand holds matches. My left holds my past. I hope the wind catches and burns it down fast. Isn't that cool? 
it's like a, a phoenix, you know, rising from the ashes. Like, how awesome. Anyways, that's what I'll leave with you is to find a way to always, you know, rise from the ashes. And the first step to that is to figure out what needs to be burned. So... I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. I'm sorry if I put a damper on it with this podcast. This was a little heavy, but I love you and I wish you the best holiday season ever. May you have boundaries, think of yourself, love yourself, and uh, also be sure to tell people what you need. Sometimes we think they know. They don't always know. You matter, you're worthy, you deserve everything. Stay you. Love you. This podcast was written and recorded by Jenny Camille. The song you hear at the beginning and the end of this podcast is called Something Borrowed by Revel. Are you still here? Well, hi. Thanks for hanging out. So I wrote a children's story a few weeks ago. And initially it was just going to be a poem. And I started writing it on Instagram. And then it told me that I had too many characters that I couldn't write anymore. So I had to take it off of Instagram and put it into a Word document. And it's a whole story. So... I thought I'd share it with you first before anybody else because it's an autumn story. And since autumn is almost gone, I have a very short window to get this out. It's called Baby Oak. I am not ready to fall, to change color and to leave. From this height, look what I can see. I'm not ready to become small, small enough for the animals to eat. Up here, I will just stay me. But what if I told you, you could become the whole tree? What if falling's not all you can do? What if there was something greater to be? Would you entertain the notion that you could be more than just a drop in the ocean? I'm listening with full attention, but it will take a lot. Did I happen to mention how much I love this spot? You could sit even taller and watch the acorns fall. You wouldn't feel smaller. Your roots would dig in and branches would reach tall. Are you saying I could become my own oak? A tree like the one I'm grasping tight to?
Is this some kind of practical joke? Why does any of this matter to you? My name is Mother Nature. I urge you to let go. Autumn is about to mature, and you need to be ready when the wind blows. Nice to meet you, ma'am. I've sat here every day. What you don't seem to understand is how many animals come this way. They've eaten others who were just like me. None of them got to be a tree. Dear little acorn of oak, I understand your hesitancy. I don't deal in lies or jokes. And you know who ends up in a tree? There's no sure way to know, technically. But you have a certain special glow. If you never fall, you'll never know. The wind blew through, and he held tight, until one day he just knew he'd be all right. If he didn't drop before he turned brown, his fate was sealed either way, so he let out a wee as he fell to the ground. Mother Nature saw to it that he was safe. You lied to me, Mother Nature. I cannot see the sunset over the horizon. Down here, I'm still in danger. That someone will step on me and leave me dying. You would have been eaten by now, sweet baby oak. Nothing I told you was false. Yes, a deer might come and give you a friendly poke. It's up to you to stay alive and brush things off. As the baby oak looked around at the nearby trees, he saw something remarkable. Every branch limb was pointed differently. Every tree had to become adjustable. Survival is growing in spite of your surroundings, embracing the elements no matter what. From that moment on, Baby Oak's growth was astounding. So much harder to grow when your mind is shut. I hope you enjoyed that little children's story, little parable. I just was watching the acorn that's still on the tree. There's still green acorns on the tree, and usually they're all gone by now. But it's been a weird weather time, you know, and we haven't had a lot of uh, cold or rain. And so there's a lot more growth. And, um, yeah, I just came up with that. Just sometimes you have to let go, you know, and just have faith. Let go.